What is up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new edition, episode 36 of Bet Parks Presents Stick to Hockey Live. Anthony Sam Filippo from CrossingBroad.com and Snow the Goalie Podcast going to join us and come in just a couple of minutes. Talk about the Flyers post deadline, which to me is a far different element or team or discussion than it was Flyers pre deadline. So we'll talk to Ant. Another edition of Tones Takes coming up here on the program as well. Thursday edition, as the Flyers get set to take on the Columbus Blue Jackets tonight in Columbus, second of a home and home against Columbus. Columbus got that first game to win four to two in Philadelphia on Tuesday night. And the Flyers will head to Columbus tonight. It'll be the return of Cam Atkinson for the first time to Columbus after playing uh, a decade there. The only other NHL team that he's played for is the Blue Jackets, and he returns there tonight. And I think it's going to be an emotional night for him. I talked to him yesterday. Um, He's the guest on today's Flyers Daily. And, you know, going back for the first time, I almost think that the trade when he got traded here is something that he didn't even deal with a whole heck of a lot because he was just so excited when he got traded here and his wife was coming to reunite with her best friend, who's Scott Hartnell's wife. And it was a new situation. Obviously the season has not gone well and he's going back for the first time tonight. And he's a guy that just totally immerses himself in the environment where he plays with a lot of charity work. I know he's got some, um, some military charity stuff that he's doing tonight in Columbus with his organization. So he's got a lot going on, but I'm sure it'll be an emotional night for, for Cam Atkinson. Uh, but again, uh, Anthony Sanfilippo will join us in just a couple of moments and then tones takes as well. Uh, but let me tell you about parks and bet parks because the new app is out. It's awesome. If you don't have it yet, make sure you download it, get the updated new app easier to use than ever before. It's everything you want in a mobile casino and, and mobile sports book. It's great. Easy to find, easy to sign up, fun to use, easy to use, and faster to win than ever before. And how about this? You got to use the promo code Jason750. Now, why 750? Like, what's up with the 750? Well, new and existing users, this is everybody that uses it, new and existing users get their first cash bet placed risk free. Not up to $50, not up to $100, not up to $500. How about $750? bucks? Uh, so you get a free bet. And if it loses, uh, use, you know, whatever you want. Listen to Tone today. Tone's takes. Put that risk-free bet up to $750 into play. That's just awesome. Terms and conditions apply. But, uh, again, use the promo code JASON750. It is the all-new Bet Parks app. And uh, you also get that. casino bonus or $20 free sports bet as well. And it's the all new bet parks app. Download it. Now you do need to be over 21 and present in Pennsylvania or New Jersey gambling problem called 1-800 gambler. Uh, But it's simple to use and tone has just been on absolute fire. I'll give you some great plays coming up in our Thursday edition of tones takes Uh, love Thursdays, love talking to tone. And uh, we're gonna have an interesting conversation with Anthony Sam Filippo. As the sands through the hourglass keep going on this NHL season, Flyers, like I said, will be in Columbus tonight, and then they'll return home on Saturday to take on the Anaheim Ducks, get to see Trevor Zegras in person, and um, some of his, uh, him skilling it up, I guess, would be the best word, and then the Flyers will head out on the road on Tuesday, and they'll wrap up their season series with the Washington Capitals. They'll return to Wells Fargo Center the next night 
and wrap up their season series with the New York Rangers, who they just beat in the shootout uh, last Sunday. And then uh, they have a home with Buffalo on Saturday and Sunday. So the Saturday game, 7 o'clock in Buffalo, Sunday in Philadelphia at 5 o'clock. Quick turnaround, 22 hours between start times. And then they'll head to Toronto and Montreal, Pittsburgh at home, head to Chicago and Winnipeg, and they'll wrap up the season crazy uh, in Ottawa on uh, on the 29th. And we're coming down to the end here. Normally, we would be at the end. Uh, we'd be at that point right now. And uh, where the season's wrapping up, the regular season, and getting ready to start the playoffs it usually happens that first week of April. Obviously, this year, it started a little later, and you had that built-in Olympic break, which they ended up using to make up games. So the NHL calendar, not fully back to normal just yet, but it's going to be next year. And once this offseason is over, then we're going to head back to that normal calendar. You know, players trickling in late August, September for those captain skates, then training camp with rookie camp beginning in the mid to September into right into training camp and preseason. And then right into a season that's probably going to start sometime around, I don't know, October October 5th, somewhere around there. I'll look at the calendar actually just to see kind of ballpark what that's good. Yeah, probably around October 5th. That's the Wednesday of the first week of October. So that's probably what you're looking at. Um, real quick before we get to Anthony Sanfilippo as well, when you look at the NHL critical dates calendar. So the last day the cup can be handed out this year is June 30th. That's usually around June 10th or 12th. Uh, the draft will be held round one on July 7th. And then July 7th and 8th, round one on the 7th, and then rounds two through seven on the 8th. And then the RFA, restricted free agent, unrestricted free agent signing period, will begin on July 13th. And the NHL draft lottery, which the Flyers uh, obviously are going to be involved in, is going to be coming up. It's not that far away. They do this in May. So they're going to do this during the playoffs. I'm just trying to find the exact date here because I know it just came out. I think it's May 16th, I want to say. Um, all right, here we go. Uh, so, that, of course, the Internet's getting a little slow for me tonight. It'll be determining the number one draft and uh, picking the draft. Uh, yeah, I think it's that it's going to be May 16th, so I, I can't find it right now. But as we sit here right now, the Flyers and the opportunity they have, and it's one of the things I want to talk to Ann about, they have the fifth best odds to land the number one overall pick. Montreal, Arizona, Seattle, New Jersey, Flyers. Flyers, 8.5% chance. Montreal, 25.7% chance. Now, that could change coming here down the stretch, depending on how many games you win, how many games you lose, how many games the teams, like I just mentioned, Seattle, Jersey, and all them, all they win coming down the stretch as well. So we'll see how it eventually lands for the Flyers. But their schedule doesn't look incredibly difficult they've had stretches this year where the schedule's been hell um this is not one of them i mean you look at the okay so they're wrapping up the the home and home with columbus not a playoff team anaheim not a playoff team washington and rangers playoff team and then buffalo for two not a playoff team toronto not, is a playoff team montreal not a playoff team pittsburgh is a playoff team chicago winnipeg not playoff teams and Ottawa's not a playoff team. So the, down the stretch here, they can they can win some games. I think it's more important to win than it is to get more lottery balls. I really do. Because you look at the players taken at the top of the draft. I've talked about this on here before. We talked about it with Stephen Valichetto on Monday's show. So, um, and by the way, if you missed Valley on Monday, 
Uh, that episode we did with Steve Valiquette from MSG, former Rangers and NHL goaltender. I, I think it was the best show we've done. I, I loved having Craig Button on. I love having Ant on. I love having everybody on. But the the insight that we got from Stephen Valiquette on Monday's program, or Monday's program, as uh, Steve-O used to say, was just off the charts. It was great. So go back if you didn't listen to that one and check it out in your iTunes or, you know, go and check out on my Twitter handle or the, the YouTube page, the JM Media YouTube page or the Bet Parks YouTube page or Facebook pages, all that stuff there. And check it out because it's it's fantastic. You're going to absolutely love the info that he provided. It was great. So thanks to Steve for, for joining us on Monday's episode and Flyers in Columbus tonight. Um, you know, the one thing that we're going to talk about with Ant, kind of where we're going to start, is the notion of the Flyers being a different team right now. It feels to me, <clears throat> I'd love to hear from other people as well. You can tweet me at Jason Murray. It feels to me like this team is far different now. Like the team is finally gone full-blown Bob Seeger. Turn the page, right? Not night moves. Maybe that's in the offseason. But they've gone turn the page. So let's ask the man right now. You see him on, uh, you read his work rather, on crossingbroad.com. You hear his work on Snow, Goal, Snow the Goalie, the podcast. And uh, you hear him t- from time to time doing uh, the intermission stuff as well. It is Anthony Sanfilippo. What's going on, Ant? Hey, Jay. How's it going, my friend? It's going good. You know, it's, uh, we're coming, we're winding down. And I'm we're ready- getting there. But I'm also ready and excited about the offseason. Yeah. So I'm kind of, I'll tell you what, we are winding down. And, you know, I've been, I've been one of those people who are like counting down the days to the end of this season just because it's been so, such a miserable year. Yeah. But now I'm kind of like looking forward to getting to the end of this month. I'm kind of pushing, not just to end the season, but I'm looking forward to the offseason for this team. Um, because there's been a lot of things that I've kind of liked here in in what I'm seeing and you know since since the trade deadline. But not only that, I'm also looking forward to what I think is going to be a sensational Stanley Cup playoff. Yeah, I think. I mean, just cool. outside of outside of the Flyers, obviously, wish we were we wish they were part of it, right? But I, it's just been that good. Uh, there's, it's going to be that good because these teams are are so close. Yeah. So close. Like, did you watch? I, I, I don't want to just go off topic here, but real quick, no, you can. Did you watch any of the? I, mean, I know we were down there at the game, but then I watched it on replay. Did you watch any of the Toronto Florida game? Yeah, it was insane. To- Toronto blows that lead. That's a track meet. It was unreal. Yeah, it tons was of skill. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah can I mean, that win a... in the playoffs is the question, but yeah, no, it can't. But exactly. it, but I'll tell you, it tells you a lot about Florida. Yeah, like they're never out. No. They're never out of a game. No, they got guts, man. And they yeah. got so much offense. And that's the They're second the time they did, they did that. To New, over four goals a game. They did that to New Jersey, what, a, a week and a half ago? And you go, okay, well, I mean, that's awesome, but it's New Jersey. Yep. Well, they did it to Toronto now. Yeah. <laughs> and and they've done it to other teams this year. I mean, they can just absolutely jump back into a game. They can get down, and they can just rally and come back because they have so much. There's so much offense, and they have so much depth. Like, every line can go out and score. Yeah. Yeah, and then you got, and then you have a game like last night where Washington beats Tampa, mm-hmm. and now all now all of a sudden Tampa's fallen into a wild card spot. Hey, that's crazy. I think about that. You got a two time defending Cup champ who's still a really really good team, who might be a wild card. 
they have very Eastern little Conference. attrition on their roster too. I mean, Barkley, yeah. Gaudreau, and Blake Coleman. Like, I get it, but I mean, there's not a lot. There's not a big time attrition on that roster from the Cup teams. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's going to be. In, it, I think the playoffs are going to be fascinating. I really do. I think it's going to be a fascinating playoff. But I know that's not what we're really here to talk about. We're really here to talk about more about the Flyers. So, yeah, let's get let's get into it. Well, it's funny because Tampa is now would now face off against the Boston Bruins, and it's all part of my master plan. I think it's better that they play the Bruins because I think it's more likely they get knocked out in the first round against the Bruins. Because my master plan, my target, my crosshairs are a little guy named Mitchell Marner. (laughs) I've been like (laughs) lobbying for this. I was texting somebody yesterday and I said, once the, uh, because we were talking about that game, the Florida game and how they blew that. And I I said, my master plan, here's my, this is all under the guise of, Flyers offseason parenthetically make the Flyers matter, right? Yep. <laughs> so that's that's my that so that's what I'm my my task is here. And I said real simple. I said Leafs are going nowhere again this postseason. Marner to the Flyers for Provorov TK in the 2023 first. Replaces G as the facilitator on the power play half wall. Good PK guy, big name, exciting player. And with Provi out, you move York back to the left side, and uh, just can't. Hire, and I said you just can't hire Mike Babcock now. So get Marner, hire Torts, and make the Flyers matter. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's interesting that you say. It. I mean, it, it's it's a it sounds like a beautiful plan. Yeah. And but I think that you know if if you're Toronto, mm-hmm. and you're having and Austin Matthews is having the kind of season year he's having, Oof. and you're putting up the kind of offense that you're putting up, and you get bounced in the first round again. Got to do something different. Something's got to change. You yeah. can't just keep going back to that same well over and over and over again. You got to make five years now. Yeah, I mean, Matthews was drafted in 2015 or 16. No, yes. 15. 15. 15 was Matthews. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's crazy. We're in 2022 now. They got to do something different. I mean, they're gonna. You got to zip the general manager there. I would imagine Dubas has to go, right? Yeah. Well, probably. Probably. I mean, I, I guess. I mean, I, I, who knows what they're going to do? I mean, it's. I mean, Shanahan's complicit too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is they they went all in with this. I mean, we've been talking. I don't know how many. I don't know how many years we've been saying Toronto can't win without defense and, and goaltending. Toronto mm-hmm. can't win without defense and goaltending. And they finally got a kid who could play goal a little bit. Um, and they still don't have the defense. Yeah. And it's like, like you can't win in the playoffs this way. Yeah, it's Sorry. it's obvious. You're not going to win track meets in the playoffs because every inch of the 200 by 85 is contested. They're not a team that contests it well. Yeah, and you know it's funny because we said they didn't have goaltending before. They had Freddie Anderson. I bet you he is a real good playoff down in Carolina. Sure, because it's Carolina and they have defense and they have structure, right? Yeah, exactly. And I don't exactly. believe in Campbell. I don't believe in their defense. I don't believe they're a team that could. And they haven't won a round in the playoffs in 18 years. I know. They haven't, they haven't won, they haven't won since they end up since Ronick beat them. Yeah, since Fly, the Flyers got him in the second round. In the second round. That was the yep. last time that the, that was the last time the Leafs won a first a first round playoff series. That's insane. And think about the players that they've had. You know, I mean, they go out and get Tavares. Tavares leaves the aisle, the Islanders, right after they announce Barry Trotz of all people. Yeah. And by the way, the Islanders go after Tavares leaves to two conference finals. Tavares leaves. Hasn't won a round of the playoffs in Toronto. I mean, that guy hasn't won a round of the playoffs in his career, has he? No, I don't think he has. 
No, I, I mean, know. like all the people here that wanted to give Drew all that shit for years. Oh, numbers doesn't mean anything, blah, blah, blah. but and they want to give you know Tavares, they, they want to give him a handy. That dude doesn't <laughs> want shit from Shinola, and he's had m- much better teams than the one that Drew had over the last six, seven, seven eight years. Absolutely, absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. So nuts. it is. Nuts. That's my plan, and I'm sticking to it. I like your plan. I, I like your you, plan. Cause, look, Marner and the name on the marquee, the face is Austin Matthews. You can't trade him. Right. Although they maybe they do need to trade him because he wants to leave after his contract's up in a couple of years. But I think he's staying there. I think he loves it there. Um, but Marner, you, that's the move you make. You bolster your back end with Provorov. You get a winger in Konechny, and Konechny. Because you're not going to trade Tavares either. He's got the no move. And he's another face. He's the captain of the team. Right. So you got to make a big move. Marner's the guy to me. So that's what I need to do. Um, but what I, what I want to ask you about, where I want to start with you today. You know, I, I was talking about this at the game the other night. I, I think I was talking to Justin Kolakowski, the Flyers e-bug, who I sit with the press box quite a bit. Yeah. And we geek out on goaltending. Um, but everything feels different. Is there? It, do you feel like, like it just feels different. It feels like they finally turned the page, and and you and I are very similar in how we feel about Drew as a player. Yep. You and I are very similar in how we feel about him as a leader, as a, a an entity here on and off the ice and everything. And total respect to him. This is nothing against him, but trading him has finally turned the page. Yeah, it has. It, it, you're in, in so many ways too. Yeah. Uh, in, in so many ways, I mean, it's they just feel. It almost feels like they they that the the younger players on this team kind of feel like, okay, pressure's off. Yep. I, I mean, I don't necessarily know if it was getting rid of Giroux that takes the pressure off, but it's almost like the team basically saying, okay, we're not competing anymore, so pressure's off. Yeah. But, but right. The thing, but the thing is, is I, I think all those players too kind of see this void on the ice and off the ice of his presence and go, okay, now it's cool for me to jump into this role and right. jump into this on the ice role and off the ice role and embrace it. And that sometimes that's what it takes for a young player to take the next step in his career is that opportunity to take a bigger role on and off the ice. Yeah. And and that's what it, and, and it's funny that that's how it works, right? Mm-hmm. That they just, that that's how they have to view it in that, in that regard. It's just so weird that it, you know, that I, I don't know. You take a player of of his caliber, who's who's obviously, you know, a Hall of Fame caliber player, and just take him off of a team, and the team goes, "Okay, now we can play." Like, why did it take that? Yeah. Like, wh- like I don't understand that mentality. But maybe, yeah. But maybe, like, you're right. Maybe it's the thing where they sit there and go, "Okay, we now have a chance to." Um, you know, to for us to kind of take that next step and be the most important player here. Yeah. And enough people, enough guys try and do that and try and angle for it. I mean, it's Game of Thrones, right? I mean, you're 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 yep. trying to get to be the the best player, and so now you have an opportunity, right? The king is dead, right? You have that opportunity yep. to take over. Let's go see who gets who who gets it, who takes that mantle. Yeah, and that's what it is. Yeah, Jeru's heads on a stake yeah. outside the outside of the practice facility, and they're all going okay. You know what's open there now is that ability to lead off the ice and kind of be the man in the room and all that stuff. But there's also that ability to go, okay, this guy was getting number one PP time forever. That's up for grabs right now. Yeah. You know, as the facilitator and that guy, this is the guy that was on the ice 
up a goal or down a goal late in the game, that rolls up for grabs right now. Because because if you can succeed in those roles and you got a contract coming up, that's when you get paid. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, malaise uh, is gone. It's like lifted. Yeah. It's like they 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 care now. I mean, that they, they care about their performance. Whereas yeah. before it was like, uh, well, there's always somebody else who's the, the spotlight's going to be on. So yeah. we don't necessarily have to. We can kind of hide in the shadow. Can't do that anymore. Yeah, can't do great, that anymore. Great point. You yeah, know, the thing thing about it too is, um, you know, when when you remove them, it's just it's now okay. I don't know what if if the next step is going to be better. I don't know. I can't imagine that it'll be worse, but I can't. It's probably going to be better, but it's going to be different because the voice and the chemistry in the locker room when you remove such a big entity changes the dynamic of everyone's ability to lead because there's no deference now to him. Right. Hmm. Yeah. I know you're right. And so it, the, the question becomes like, I mean, you know, everybody keeps asking, well, who's going to be the captain here next year? Who's going to be the captain here next year? And of course the, the leader in the clubhouse is, is Coots, but maybe it's somebody else. Maybe it's someone who's not even here. Who knows? But you're starting to see guys kind of take on leadership roles that never took on the leadership roles before. Yeah. And that's important too. You know, that matters. TK. TK, Farabee. Yeah. You know, um, you know, this stuff is important. The, TK was a captain at every level he's ever played at, except the NHL. Yeah. Like he's a born leader. Yeah. I think they need to put a letter on his jersey next year. And they kind of took it. They just kind of, he just kind of like slinked into the background because there were so many guys here who were leadership types. Yeah ahead of him and he just to come okay well i'll just i'll take a step back he didn't assert that you know he wasn't that assertive leader um but yeah you're right i mean he he could have been he absolutely could have been i think he's um, a guy that is more invested if he's got a letter on his jersey and i think that, that could really help that could help that could help yeah. him too that certainly some guys can. it weighs him down some guys it, it it involves them and meshes them in even more for sure there's no doubt about it. I mean, and that's, you know, I mean, you, I mean, I look at a guy like Scott Lawton. Look at the way he played when he had that A on his sweater. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, that was just, I mean, he's always he's always a, a, a heart and soul guy. There's no doubt about it. But even his game took that next step when he had that letter on the sweater. It, it means something to them. Yeah. You know? You, you know, with Lawton, too, it's another thing that I brought up in that conversation where things feel different now. Do you think we would have saw the quote about Lawton coming back saying, I couldn't sleep last night? He said he couldn't sleep. And he's coming back to a team, Ant, that has been out of it for months. Yeah. <laughs> but he's coming back to a different team in a lot of ways because there's all this. When, when you bring in these young players, like you've been around this game in the locker rooms for a long time. When this youth movement comes in, there's a different vibe. There's an excitement to it. There's almost an ignorance to it with young players too, right? Which I think is refreshing. Mm-hmm. And Lawton go, is like, I couldn't even sleep at the prospect of coming back into the lineup. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think that they feel like there's something developing in that locker room. That's, that's been different than what's been there for a while. That's not to say, I'm not going to sit here and say, they say, okay, they're all of a sudden now we have a great team. No, 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 no. There's still gotta be a lot. There's still a lot of changes that need to happen. Yep. But, there, it, that doesn't necessarily mean that you can't have, you know, eight or nine guys who kind of look at each other and go, you know what, we're going to be a part of this. 
Yeah. When when this is good, we're gonna we're gonna be and like they can start to feel it now. I mean, there and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. There's certainly nothing wrong with that. And so if, if Scott Lawton's one of those guys who's feeling that, and like you mentioned, connecting, he's one of those guys who's feeling that. And you look at some of these young kids. I mean, how impressive has Owen Tippett been other than the fact that he hasn't finished? I mean, he's got the one goal, but man, the kid can skate. Man, he's not afraid to shoot. He hits posts. He gets breakaways. I mean, he's an exciting player. I like him a lot. I, really I do, do, too. I do, too. Like, there's shows a lot me something there. different every game. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot there. I mean, he's he's yeah. a, another guy who's, you know, not a, not afraid to play balls to the wall, right? I mean, just yeah. unapologetic you know, hockey. Yeah, and that's good. Yep. That's a good thing. If, I mean, that's a, if that, if you're looking to, to find a, a an identity and a culture to create for a hockey team that's been lost in its malaise for so long, look at that. Take yeah. what that kid does. Get a, get a lot of people like that. Yeah, that, that'll work. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like Noah Cates too comes in. Yeah, and and he just doesn't look intimidated by it. Now these guys are coming in. He's played four years of college, so Correct. he's not a kid. Played in the Olympics this year, but he comes in. He goes. Okay, I'm coming into a situation, and like a lot of people were like, why are some of these college kids just not going to wait till August and just become free agents? Well, because if you come in in this situation, there's a big O in front of you. It's called opportunity, yeah. and there is tons of it for these guys here. I, I agree. I agree. And, 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 you're, and you're seeing them the way that they're playing. Like, I like it. I like, mm-hmm. I like how they're trying to – look, they're going to make mistakes, you know? Like, I look Ronnie Adams is going to have a dash four night. Yeah. It's and the end of the world. I look at the play the other night where he steps up and takes a big hit, and you'd love that. wasn't the right time. It created a two-on-one, and they, and you know they give up a goal. But the fact of the matter is, is that okay? At least the mentality is, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do something to make a difference and be physical, you know, and 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 you know, just be that player. For that's this the Warensky play that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Warensky to yeah, yeah. And, and and that's you know and I'm I'm like okay like I, look it's a mistake you're gonna learn that you're gonna learn to pick your spots on that yeah but the fact of the matter is is he's got that in him he's got that mentality in him that that's a play that eventually I'm gonna make at the right time that's gonna be good for this team yeah, it's gonna I'm force gonna a turnover yeah and it's gonna send it's gonna create momentum the other way like there's a lot to to the way he plays that I like. Well, and I like his shot I too, man. He's got oh, yeah, nice shot. It's a heavy shot. I've, nice shot from the point. Yeah, I yeah. haven't gotten a chance to kind of hit up uh, any of the goaltenders yet on what that's like. I always go to the goalies like one of the, like Tyson Forster came in. I'm like, yeah, you know. So what's the deal? You know, what makes it? What makes him such a good goal scorer? What's it about the shot? Or is he changes angles? Is it just heavy? Is it fast? You know, there's all different element. Like there's a difference between, you know, a, a, a heavy shot. And a fast shot, like a right. fast shot, you 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 block it away with your blocker, and it feels like you're swatting a fly. A heavy shot, you get it with your chest protector, and it hits your sternum. <laughs> you, <laughs> you know what I mean? And you lose your breath. You yeah, he hits right? you in the pad. It almost knocks your legs out from under you. You know, <laughs> like Leclerc has yes. a heavy shot. Yeah, it's not super rapid, but when it hits you, it feels like it's a lead puck, not a yeah. rubber puck. <laughs> so. I got to ask about that Ronnie Adderd shot. I got to get the Carter on that, but there you go. Um, and, and Noah Cates has looked good and you bring up Owen Tippett and I, I love his game as well. Uh, all these guys aren't going to be part of the equation next year at, when they come out of the gate per se, Ant, and there's going to be some learning to do, but let me ask you about two guys that I think absolutely will be have to be and earned. Actually, I think they're way here for next year. And that's Morgan Frost and Cam York. 
Um, I think each player has really taken big, big strides over the last four to six weeks. Let's start with Morgan because, you know, there was a lot of debate. Oh, they're screwing up his development. They want to make him a two. They want to make him Patrice Bergeron, blah, blah, blah. And he's not that player. He's an offensive skill player. But you do have to have structure. And sometimes you have to take a step back to ultimately take steps forward. He's not putting up the points right now, but he looks like a totally different player and way more confident. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely does. Um, and, and that's the thing. And it wasn't, it was never about the Flyers not putting him in the right position. They're going to screw him up. You heard all those, all those BS narratives that were out there. That wasn't the thing. They needed him to learn how to be an NHL player how to take the skill set that he has and make it so that it was successful at this level. Maximize it. Right, maximize it. And that was what he was not doing. And that's why they were getting frustrated with him. And that's why he got sent down earlier in the year. That's why he was put on the third and fourth line or had his minutes cut. And it wasn't because that's the role they wanted him to play. It was not that at all. It was they wanted him to find a way to play in a less stressful situation on the ice and figure out how to maximize that that skill and that potential. And it took again an opportunity to get away from uh, or to get towards, you know, the top line and playing with some better players, you know, with no longer with, you know, Giroux having the spotlight for him to realize, hey, this is what I got to do. And since the trade deadline, he's been one of their best players. Not yeah. even a question. You see the skill on display way more. Like I, I think skill players like skill begets skill. Yeah, and he's one of those guys that needs to play with skill. You have some players that can can fill both roles, like Couturier or even Bergeron. You know, they can play with highly skilled players because they can think the game at that level. They can make they can execute at that level, but they can also not dumb it down's the wrong term. But they can play a simple game and a straight line game and 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 have a specific job to do and do it. But like skilled players like Morgan Frost, they need to play with other creative skilled players. And if they have confidence, they can be dynamic. I thought it was so interesting. And I thought it was a huge step in his development that Mike Yo had him on the ice in that overtime against the Rangers. It was it was um, Morgan Frost, Noah Cates, and Cam York against Panarin, Fox, and Zabanajad. And to me, that's one of those tap you to go over the boards and you're almost like you're did you really? Hit, did you really hit me? And <laughs> but then he goes out there and he's got two scoring chances. He didn't score. They eventually win it in the shootout. But that's one of those ones to me that after the game, when he goes home that night, he realizes that he was on the ice against those guys in that position in that game at Madison Square Garden, and it swells you internally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It, it's it, to me, it it was. That Rangers game was the one that really got me. I, I was like, you know, here's the Rangers that are like they're really they're really battling here yeah. for posi- playoff position, and they're a really talented team. Shesterkin's, in my mind, best goalie in, in the NHL this year, and and the, and this Flyers team just went out there and we're like, all right, we're gonna win. Yep, we're gonna win this game. Screw ne- you guys. We're gonna never win this buckle game. under any of the pressure yeah. of the game too. Yeah, and that's what was. That's what was so so impressive about it. So that was the game that really impressed me more than anything else. Yeah. And I sat there and said, you know, it doesn't matter. Win, win or lose doesn't matter. It was just the kind of, you know, F you, we're gonna, we're just gonna win this game. Yeah. And that was, and, and that's the mentality that's been missing from this team that's for the so, ignorance, so, Ant. so long. Yeah. 
that that's that's young ignorance in a way where they're a young team that they know they should shouldn't have a chance to win that against that team the way they're playing right now and they go out there and they just go you know just screw it let's just go out and win why not right and and you're right the the other mentality was the prophecy of loss ripping the ripping uh defeat away from the jaws of victory that's been their mantra the last couple of years (laughs) for sure (laughs) which is not good right for sure for sure but you're that was the game too that where i really felt like okay they've turned the page they're moving forward so let's move forward now to this offseason, Ant, because uh-huh. um, there's there's some really big things. I, I think there's three boxes they need to check, and I don't mean per, just player boxes. They obviously one of the boxes is going to be high end talent, which both Danny Briere mentioned and Chuck Fletcher mentioned. Those three words in tandem, high end talent. That's one box. Another box is obviously the coach, and then the other box is going to be. You know, that the health situation. They're the three biggest question marks going into this offseason. So let's take them one at a time. Let's start with the coach. Where do you think they go coaching-wise? Because you're starting to see an identity build. Yeah, and, I, you know, I, part of me was wants to say that they're not going to go after a big-name guy because they still owe Vino another $10 million after this year. Um, do you really want to go out and spend another – 40 million on a coach or whatever, 30 million on a coach. Um, the salary and, cap on the coach though. <laughs> right. I always point that out. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, do you really want to spend that kind of money, you know, on coaching? Um, but then when you hear Dave Scott say, you know, Hey, blank checkbook, man, whatever you need, maybe they do. Maybe they do go get a big name guy and you're going to wait and see. I mean, I, I think you might see like one or two, name guys even lose their jobs this year and then all of a sudden there might be five four or five like significant coaches out there with a history of success all of a sudden uh available Available. and then you sit there and say well maybe you don't go the more developmental coach route you know maybe you don't maybe at that point you do you try something else and you try and go with, you know, with one of these guys who's a proven winner who you bring in to, to try and win right away. I, I, you know, I, I just think that that's kind of the, that's kind of the compelling thing to me is, is really kind of, will they spend that more, that money? Well, there's a guy that is employed right now, has not been employed very long. And the reason why he got rush employed where he is, is because they thought the flyers were going to hire him after they lost 7-1 and made Mike Yo the interim. And that's Bruce Boudreaux. There's yeah. an out in his contract. I know Elliot reported this, that you know he may not go into year two in Vancouver, and they may move in a different direction. If Boudreaux's available, is that the guy? Chuck's been down the Boudreaux road before. And we know what we know about Bruce is this. And I know people like to throw his playoff record out there. He did go to a conference final in Anaheim. Yeah. But the thing about Bruce is this, his teams always get better and his teams always score goals. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to argue that. Right. I mean, absolutely. I mean, they, they do. And, um, Boudreaux is the kind of guy I look at and say, he can get you where you're in the direction you want to go. I'm just not sure he's the guy who finishes the deal. Yeah. So you know, if you're looking at this and saying, okay, do if the ultimate goal is to win a Stanley Cup, 
Is Bruce Boudreaux the guy you would bring in to do that? Probably not. But is Bruce Boudreaux the kind of coach you would bring in to get you into being a consistent contender? Yeah, that's a yeah. that 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 works for me. And then look, you give it, you know, he gets a couple kicks at the can. If it doesn't work, then you go out and you get one more, another closer. Hammer. Yeah, to close it out, right? Yeah. So I mean, that, so I mean, and that might be what you have to do. Um, and if it is, well, then fine. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I, I would not be opposed to. To that, I, I not at all. He'd be a fun guy to cover too. Um, the other guys, the other two that I want to mention, get your thoughts on. Obviously, Tortorella is one of them, but the guy that I really want, I just don't know if he wants back in the game yet. Ant is a guy who had a long tenure out in Winnipeg, and that's Paul Maurice. Yeah, I like. Um, him. I, I like. I like Paul Maurice. I really <laughs> do. I've always liked Paul Maurice as a coach. Me too. Um, uh, yeah, I mean that's again that's the that's the that's the that's another name, I and mean, that's the one I've been kind of thinking about too. And I mean, look, there's going to be you know we've we've talked about you got Tortorella, you got Babcock. Does Lavi get fired if Washington doesn't do you know, get past the first round? Like, I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, would you go that would you go down that path again? I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's so many potential possibilities. Like, it's like I, I you know, it's almost like an embarrassment of riches in some ways, right? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be an interesting, like, from the guys that are not employed now, like you mentioned, I mean, Tippett's out there, Dave Tippett. Yeah. You have some other guys, and you're going to see some more attrition there. Sheldon Keefe could end up being available, and if that job's open and Boudreaux's available, I would imagine he'd want to go there, but um, but he's not a defensive coach, and that's what they need. They don't need more offense in Toronto. Right. I mean, who else potentially could, could end up getting canned? You're not looking, <clears throat> you know, for anybody from – Maybe Trotz, I doubt he's getting fired, though. Lou Lamorello no, is not going to yeah. make that decision and can him. Um, do you look at a guy like Jim Montgomery, who's an assistant coach in St. Louis right now? Right. Only got fired in Dallas because of the – Right. The I mean, I, and, I, and I know that that's a name, and I've mentioned that name several times before, and I know that's somebody that, that Chuck was really interested in initially before they fired uh, Vino. Like, if, you know, if they were going to go down that path of firing him, you know, that was somebody he would look at as a potential um, – you know, replacement. And then, and then, you know, so, okay, maybe we get to the off season. He's the guy. Um, yeah. I mean, again, I, you know, and he's won everywhere he's been right. Where, yeah. Wherever he's been college, you know, junior college. And then uh, in the NHL, even, you know, he was, he was a winner. So um, really kind of interesting again, again, really just, you know, yeah, you could go there. I mean, there, that's what I'm saying. There are so many possibilities David I think that that's that that is such a I almost want to see and I know that the coach is probably going to be first but I almost would rather see what the construction of the team is before I gave you my preference <laughs> totally agree you have to know but, what the identity is because you, you got to find the coach that fits the identity of the of the ra- rather than player. try and find the players to fit the coach yeah it's, it's which is what which we player. know failed which they tried that this year right yep yeah I mean look that's why Keith Handel was here that's why Derek Broussard was here that's why you know, a lot of those players, I think, were brought in at the request of Elaine Vino. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, Ant, if Vino said – because I think he was more really questioning whether to return this year than than he let on to begin with. I thought he was really fried after last year. Yeah. And I think he was looking for some say in what the roster was to come back this year. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, you're right. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, you got to remember at the end of last year, if you recall that that press conference, I mean, I, I asked him three different ways. Yeah. <laughs> to say, are you guaranteed to come? And he would not say it. No, he wouldn't commit, which was yeah, weird. He, yes. Yeah, he wouldn't. And so I think it was all kind of tied into a lot of different things. And it didn't, he ended up not, it didn't just, it just didn't work. Like they gave him what he wanted and it still didn't work. He hasn't spoken publicly since. I think he kind of feels responsible that maybe he didn't, he didn't give it, you know, the, you know, as much as he probably could have um, in this case. Um, Yeah. You know, but they tried that. They tried the, let's go for, let's, let's go for the, the, uh, you know, building the team around the coach. I think you got to build the coach around the play, the team this yeah, time. I agree. But that's, but the question is, um, the question is, will you do that? Like, can you wait? Can you wait to hire a coach? I don't think you can. Because no. I think other teams that are looking for coaches are going to go out there and find, you know, unless you have something in place where you have like, okay, we know that these guys are going to wait. Okay. And we'll pick one of these guys. And then let's 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 wait till July and then hire the. I, I don't know. I think that the coach decision has to come first. You can't wait till after free agency. Free agency is not until July thirteenth. This summer. I know. I know. It's too late. It's too late. You got to get. You're gonna have to make. You're gonna have to make that deal, as you know, right away. You're gonna yeah. have to make that deal probably during the playoffs. Yeah, I would think. Um, last thing for you, Ant. Um, something. There's a red flag that went up for me yesterday. And I know you've talked about it, um, but Ryan Ellis wasn't in the team picture. I know they said he was getting treatment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, getting treatment. Okay. Uh, that's weird. The guy's not in the team picture. I thought that was a red flag for me. Well, I, I think there's a red flag, not because he's not in the picture per se, because when we've I think that there have been pictures in the past that guys have missed. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah, they Photoshop them in. They have stand-ins. Yeah, I mean, they right. They have right. They put somebody else there and just you know put the yeah. face in whatever later. Um, it's so it's not so much that he missed the picture. It was just kind of we can't get heads or tails of what's going on with Ryan Ellis physically. Yeah. This is one red flag in a sea of red flags. Yeah, and so <laughs> the thing that the thing that bothers me is is just that that we can't you know we don't know what it what it is. I'm hearing that there's a disagreement between player and team over whether or not he should get surgery for whatever this injury is. And as a result that this might be creating a bit of a, I don't want to say rift between them, but I mean, you know, a a lack of trust maybe between the medical team and and Ellis and this and that. And so if you're Ryan Ellis, you're there saying, well, maybe I'm not, maybe this isn't a place I want to be. And if that's the case, do you try and force your way out? How? You know, I I don't know. I don't I don't know. And so, it, you know, it it could it could end up being that. It, you know, who knows? Maybe he just needs some time away in the summer, and then he'll come back. No way since November. <laughs> no, but I mean, like away, away, like not yeah. in the area. I mean, there's you know, there's been rumors out there that he's not been around the team. I mean, that's not true. He's been at Voorhees. He's he skated. We've seen him in the press box. We've seen him at games. Is he yeah. at every game? No. But I mean, he's been there. It's not like he hasn't been around. He's been yeah. around. Um, so maybe it's just like kind of go wherever you go, right? Um, you know. But at the same time, 
who knows? I mean, who knows where where he's at from a mental perspective on being part of this team? Yeah. Uh, again, it's so many red flags. That's the thing. Yeah. That kind of makes me go, well, like, what's going on? You know, like, hmm. Yeah. This is this is kind of crazy at this point. And I just don't know how you would be able to move him. I really don't. I don't know how you could move a guy that played four games and has five years after this. That's significant money. I don't see a path. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's scary a little bit because if that blows up, that then then they're in, they're in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Because you're looking at your defensive core, you're sitting there saying, "Okay, well, you know, if Ellis comes back and he's healthy, and then look at the way Pro Rob's played a lot better with York, and yeah. you know, all of a sudden, you know, you, maybe you can have the you know five of the six guys who who you think you know are they're already five of your six defensemen are already here." You know, and, and, and you can, and, and there's, it's a solid group and, you know, we could stick with that. And, um, so maybe you're thinking that, but wow. I mean, if he, if he can't, if he, if he doesn't want to be here or can't play or something goes completely awry with him, holy hell, what do you do next? Yeah. You're like, I mean, that's, that's the, that's the thing. That's like LTI arm for five years. Yeah. I mean, they've tried that in the past, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, they. How long did Pronger get LTIR'd? Still is before, getting LTIR'd. Well, before they were able to trade, <laughs> before they were able to trade away the, the contract to Arizona, right? I mean, uh, yeah. but I mean, that's the kind of thing. It's like crazy. So, it's nuts. Yeah, uh, yeah. we'll see where it goes. And thanks for doing this, man. I'll see yeah, you uh, Saturday night at Wells Fargo for. You, uh, you won't see me Saturday night. No, why is Fargo. that? I am uh, heading out to Vegas. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go check out the uh, Golden Knights. First time I've ever been in that arena. I've never been there. It's one of oh, the two cool. arenas in the NHL I haven't been to. So uh, this weekend I will be out in Vegas. Uh, but I will be back uh, midweek next week. I guess they play next Wednesday as a home game. I think I, I'll be. I'll be here for that one. Beautiful. All yeah, right. I'll be back well, for that one. Yeah, and we'll be back and cranking it up. We'll check out your work at CrossingBroad.com and, of course, uh, Snow the Goalie, the podcast, and uh, yep. with you, Bundy, and Rush Joy. So, And thanks for doing this, man. We'll talk soon. Yep, sounds good, Jay. There he is. Anthony San Filippo joining us on the podcast. I'm in this Harry Callis thing. I'm, like, stuck in it. Uh, but anyway, um, so thanks to Ant for joining us. And make sure you get the Bet Parks app. I'm going to give you a moment right now to open it. Open up the Bet Parks app or just open up an email or open up notes in your phone because it's time to write down where you should put your money because we've got yet another edition of a little something we call Tones Takes. All right, there he is. Time for another edition of Tones Takes here on Stick to Hockey Live, presented by Bet Parks. Tone, what's going on? What's up, Jason? How you doing? You ready for uh, opening day in baseball season? You're not just a hockey guy. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm ready. I can't wait to go off work the next two days. Looking forward to the Phils this year. Uh, it should be a fun team to watch. Yeah. For a lot of runs, a lot of overs with that team. Team total, they got a lot overs, of game overs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, question is, do they have the pitching? So that lends to the over yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um let, let's get to the nhl card uh because uh on the year you're pl- over plus 30 units let's get to play number one and you're gonna go to the flyers here against columbus 
And you're going to go to a guy that I think has looked a lot better of late, and that is Ivan yep. Provroff. You like the over here on shots on goal? Yeah, over two and a half shots on goal. It's plus 140. Uh, he had six against this same Columbus team uh, in Philly the other night. Cashed it in the first period, actually, with three in the first. Uh, he's hit it in seven of his last ten games. Wow. Uh, Columbus allows 10.67 shots on goal to defensemen at home, which is second most in the league. So, at these odds, I'll gladly, gladly take the plus 140. And like you said, he's been playing a lot better lately. Hopefully it's uh, – you know, I know there's a lot of murmurs going around about some issues with him and maybe being on the trade block. So hopefully that, you know, that doesn't happen. So I still think he's a, he's a good NHL defenseman. So The other thing, too, is like he's had that consistency and partner now with Cam York. So he seems more willing to get involved offensively knowing that where his partner is going to be. I think we've seen that as well. And it's not just going to be shots in the point with him. He will activate down low. We saw him get the the goal down low and an assist down low as well. Absolutely. All right, let's stay with that game because I talked to this guy yesterday. I talked to Cam Atkinson. He's on today's Flyers Daily. Going back to Columbus for the first time. And a guy who played there for a decade, scored a lot of goals, had a 41-goal season there. Big game for him. You know this one was circled on the calendar, and you like him to get a goal in this one. Yeah, plus 240 to score a goal. I like, I like this angle a lot with the guys going back to their old team, especially when they've been there a while. Uh, he hasn't scored in nine games, um, so it's a good opportunity to kind of get off the schneid here. Uh, the Blue Jackets allow almost 3.6 goals per game at home. Um, Cam's on the top power play unit also. So, I mean, the total in this game is six and a half. Obviously, the books are expecting a lot of goals. Uh, and a plus 240, I'll take a shot with Cam to get one here against his old team. The thing is, too, is, you know, getting PP1. And the great the game on Tuesday was the Merzlikens game where he was just unbelievable. Is that easily duplicated? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Flyers threw 49 at him on Tuesday. And only got two. That's pretty nuts. Yep. Uh, yep. Let's go to play number three. And we're going to go over to the Preds here, but not a standard Preds. You're going three-way. Yeah, Nashville minus 110, three-way in regulation. Um, they they need to, to win these, you know, start winning some of these games. Um, I know they've lost three straight games on the road. Uh, Soros has struggled, but he's coming off a 47-save performance against Minnesota the other night. Um, they hold the first wild card spot. Ottawa's, you know, Ottawa's a chippy team. Like they'll still they'll stay in games. They've won three in a row. They're missing some players. Batherson is out tonight. Gambrell's out tonight, and Stutzla is a game time decision. I think the Predators are going to be a little too much for Ottawa to handle in this game. It may you know, be a close game for a couple periods, but I think their their depth is going to be the difference in this game. And I like the value on the regulation play. All right, I agree with you too. And these are really important games for these teams. They just are because they need to get wins and playoff seating and all that that goes along with it. All right, so here's the three plays. You got Proveroff over the two and a half shots on goal at plus 140. You got Cam Atkinson returning to Columbus. Anytime goal scorer plus 240. You might be getting about plus 1,200 here on a first to score as well on Atkinson on the Bet Parks app. So check that out if you want to consider that element of it too. That's that's a, a Jason recommended play. That's a Jason take. <laughs> <laughs> Merck take. Uh, and play three, you got the Nashville three-way. So great stuff as always, Tone Cash. And good luck on the baseball card as well. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate it. There he is. Tone's takes another weekly edition here on Bet Parks presents Stick to Hockey Live. Great stuff from Tone as always. And we will feature... 
Tones takes again coming up next week on another brand new edition of Parks. Bet Parks presents Stick to Hockey Lab. Let me tell you about the new Bet Parks app because it is fantastic. It's got everything you need. It's got all the easy ways to get your action in, whether it's first to score, exact score, guide, player to score like Cam Atkinson. It's got the three ways. It's got same game parlays. It's got props, teasers, player performances, all there for you. And it's not on just hockey. Like we mentioned opening day and you've got uh, the baseball card. You can get it on. You can get it on the, the uh, basketball playoff card, hockey playoffs coming as well. So a lot to get your action in F1 for that matter which uh, you may see some more stuff about that with me. So check out the new Bet Parks app. It's a casino and mobile sports book, and it is now live. And it's everything you're going to want in a mobile casino and sports book. And it's right in your pocket. Easy to sign up, easy to use, and uh, you'll get great bonuses for being a Bet Parks kind of uh, client, if you will. So check this out. You're going to use the code JASON750. Jason, J-A-S-O-N, no Y in there, 750. And that is going to score you for new and existing users. You're going to get your first cash bet place risk-free after you use the Jason 750 promo code for $750. This isn't a $50 risk-free bet, not a $500. It's a $750 risk-free bet. Uh, You get the free bet if it loses. So check it out. Use the promo code Jason750. And terms and conditions apply. But check it out. You're going to love it. Follow Parks on all the social channels as well. At Bet Parks on Twitter. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube as well. You get great content there and tons more. And uh, you do need to be over 21 and present in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. That wraps up another edition of Bet Parks Presents Stick to Hockey Live. We'll have another brand new one for you coming up on Monday. So, everybody... Enjoy your hockey this weekend. Enjoy the next couple of days, and uh, good luck if you get some action in on it. And we'll talk to you on a brand-new Bet Parks Presents Stick to Hockey Live coming up on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. (music) 